Praise the Lord. Вся слава нашему Господу. All glory to our God. Я очень рад приветствовать каждого, кто сегодня с нами. I'm so happy to greet everyone joining us today. Я уверен, что вы не просто наблюдатели. I'm confident you're not just spectators. Вы участники этого служения. But you're participants of this service. И где бы вы ни находились. And no matter where you are. Но я так рад приветствовать церковь истины. But I'm so happy to greet the church of truth. In your homes. И я уверен, что это особенное служение, для вас. И то, что мы слышали сейчас, эту информацию, пусть это не будет как информация, пусть это будет принято вами как действие вашего решения, потому что мы созидаем Божье Царство, которое в силе. Аллилуйя! И я поделюсь сегодня Словом Божьим. Но прежде хотел призвать всех вас, есть у нас определенная нужда. Мы прямо сейчас ее получили по онлайн. Поэтому мы сразу и помолимся. Сестра Оля Фабиенчук. Она сейчас оказалась в госпитале. Что-то у нее произошло серьезное. И ее дети просят, чтобы церковь молилась. Давайте мы прямо сейчас объединимся. Возможно, кто-то сейчас дома. И у вас есть определенная немощь. И эта немощь вас ограничивает сегодня. Я знаю, что такое, когда... Через какую-то болезнь ты ограничен. Но Иисус имел дело не только со грехами. Его слово говорит, что Он взял наши грехи телом своим на древне. Но Он точно так же имел дело и с Написано, что немощи и болезни Он понес. И его ранами мы исцелились. У нас есть уверенность в том, что Иисус сделал. И кто-то, может быть, проходит через какие-то трудные участки своей жизни, через Прямо сейчас, когда мы будем подвязаться за Олга, мы будем подвязаться также и за вас, чтобы вы приняли и были исцелены. Не ждите исцеления, что когда-то будет. Принимайте сегодня. Receive it right now. Right now. And if anyone's sick today, Jesus has not changed. And his wounds are active today. For your health, receive it. Let us unite in prayer. Heavenly Father, I ask you, first of all, for this need for Sister Olga. We don't know exactly what took place, but you are able to touch that area that's injured in her body. Touch her with your power. Heal her and restore her. We speak to every sickness to leave in the name of Jesus. Мы просим за всех тех, кто сегодня подвержен атакам дьявольским, которые находятся под 
натиском какой-то болезни. Святой Дух, прикоснись right Твоя сила пусть Let сойдет на них. Там, где они находятся. Во имя Иисуса Христа. Мы разрушаем действия дьявола. И провозглашаем победу Агнца. Нашего Господа Иисуса Христа. В жизни этих людей. Аминь. Принимайте и благодарите Господа. Знаете, раньше мы думали, you know, we used to think that the church is when we gather in this building. I know that not everyone thought but this way. But some were under that perspective that the church deals with the building. Praise God for buildings where we can do different events dedicated to our Lord and the edification of the church of Jesus. But you know, the church is not a building. And these last months have showed this very specially to us. That the church is not a building. The church is people. And we're used to a certain form of service. To, for, to some, if there are no musicians, then there's no presence of God. If there is no worship team, how can I fellowship with God? Jesus never said that when you have strong worship, when you have good musicians, when you have the fullness of all the instruments, then I'll be there. No, he said, when two or three gather in my name, I'll be in the midst of them. It's important. In whose name do we gather? If we gather in the name of Jesus, it doesn't matter whether the worship team's full, whether there are a lot of musicians. By the way, we had incredible worship. We had such good worship today. But if we limit ourselves in that, we have to understand that no one can limit us in our Lord Jesus Christ. We have no limits in Him. In Jesus Christ is full freedom. They could limit us in our time. They could get, get rid of our building. But they can't get rid of Jesus who came into our life. Jesus is is our Lord. And when in His name we gather, He's always going to be in the midst of us. His presence is going to be in the midst of us. So don't be disappointed. I want to encourage you once again for you to call one another, for you to fellowship even more. If you can't gather, find in your contacts people who you have not talked to in a long time. Give them a call. Find out what their needs are. Talk to them about what they're going through. The difficulties they're facing. Just talk to them. Share your experiences. Listen to those who maybe are carrying a burden. This is going to help in this fellowship. Let us build these relationships. And let God bless you abundantly. You know, John said about Jesus Christ. He said that the shovel is in his hand. And he's going to clean the, the uh, threshing floor. 
he's going to gather the, the grain into the harvest. When Jesus today started the work in the church, I'm so happy for this time. For us, this is a specific test. We go through this test and God shakes certain things. I believe this is one of the best times for the church because the excess has to leave. The, the harvest is getting ready the storehouses are being prepared the Lord is preparing his grain he's preparing because the harvest is near and he's cleansing and praise God for this time because his church is a glorious church it is without a blemish or spot we will meet him and we will not be ashamed but we will be bold hoping upon him looking in his eye because we love Jesus. This is the time today when the Lord is doing this. And praise God for this time. Some will say, What's gonna, uh, what do we expect tomorrow? You know, we haven't lived tomorrow yet. But Jesus who is yesterday and today and tomorrow and he is forever the same. He's already tomorrow and he knows better than us. So when circumstances gather around us, all we need is to hold on to him. And there where he is, we will never be demolished. Jesus, who it says he's been from the beginning, all have been born from him. They're always eternal. Praise God. For the church, I want to encourage you for you not to be disappointed. I believe that good times are still ahead. God will slow certain things down for his glory to be revealed. When the mystery of uh, wickedness is in action, but it can't be revealed because there's the one that holds it back. Today, the one that holds it back is you and I, born from above. We are the salt on this earth. And until we leave this earth, we will stop this decay. That's why God, before the darkness closes this earth, He's going to reveal his glory through his church, through you and I. He will reveal himself. We're going to have huge events still for his glory. For thousands of people during these days to come into his kingdom. We're going to see how nations bow their knees. How people who have never done it have never received Jesus. They will bow before the name of Jesus. This is the glorious days for the church. And we believe in this. So God's preparing his people. Somebody thinks that the people ruling the world 
что-то задумали. Они думают свое. Они готовят путь к Антихристу. Но церковь приготовляет путь Поэтому мы не исходим от них. Мы исходим от того, что Бог даровал нам. Господь скоро придет. И эти слова должны утешать нас. И пока Он And while he's coming, we must bring the fruit for his glory. Every time, when we bring fruit, the Heavenly Father is glorified. Would you open the scripture? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness. Sorry. Verse 7. But we have this treasure. All right, I'll read 6 and 7. Sorry about that. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Paul spoke a very interesting word here. Он говорит, что Бог повелел из тьмы воссиять свету для чего? Он говорит, чтобы просветить нас познанием славы Божьей в лице Иисуса Христа. Слава Божья она в лице Иисуса Христа. И седьмой стих говорит, где это находится? Не где-нибудь. Конечно, все небеса наполнены славой. Но есть слава, где ты еще находишься. Он говорит, но сокровище. После того, как он сказал, чтобы мы были просвещены этим познанием его славы. И говорит, что это сокровище. Мы носим в глиняном сосуде. Глиняный сосуд. Это мы. Это мы люди. We people. Глина. The earth. Там нету ценности. Clay has no value. Мы не можем сказать. We can't say. Глина имеет ценность. That clay has a lot of value. Глина это грязь. Clay is just dirt. Ее берут. You take it. Из нее делают форму. You create a form out of it. Какого-то сосуда. Of some kind of vessel. Обжигают в печи. They they burn it in a kiln. И могут это использовать. And they can use it. Это используется для чего-то. This is used for something. Но не сам, не сама глина ценность. Но то, что в этой глине. И Павел говорит, что это слава, которой мы просвещаемся в лице Иисуса Христа. Это самое есть, это и есть само сокровище, которое мы носим в глиняном сосуде. Иисус это слава. Jesus is that glory. И мы просвещены этой славой. And we are shown through with that glory. Through this knowledge. 
Давайте мы обратим внимание. Мы живем в особенное время. Когда сегодня люди пытаются сделать ставку на человеке. Что человек что-то значит. Бог оценил душу человека. Независимо от национальности. От цвета кожи. Независимо от нашего сословия of our, uh, душа она бесценна uh, ради этого пришел Иисус Он поселился в нас когда мы уверовали в Него но мы являемся глиной здесь сказано чтобы преизбыточная сила была приписана Богу, а не нам. Maybe of God and not of us. Как хочется нам это сделать? How much we desire to do Я что-то сделал. Oh, I've achieved Я something. Oh, I've succeeded in something. Знаете, сегодня время перестройки. You know, today is the time of Бог transformation. God's changing His church. Знаете, сколько было великих людей, How many great people have passed Иисуса, who because of the name of Jesus they would glorify themselves. They would maybe on huge evangelism. Praise God for crusades. Praise God for thousands of changed people. But when people build their own authority on this Jesus is pushed off somewhere to the sidelines. Paul says we're just clay but he is the treasure he is that glory we don't represent the glory he is the glory in John chapter 12 we can read a few verses out of this chapter let's read in verse 23 But Jesus answered, saying to them, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And then verse 33. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. And let's read two more verses out of this chapter. Verse 42 and 43. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. People came to Jesus and said, hey, the Hellenists want to see you. And Jesus said, the time has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. You know, the understanding of glory for people and for God, they're different. For people, glory is to have authority, to have fame, to have influence, and a person is praised through that. And when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on the donkey. People praised him. 
But the Hellenists wanted to see him. Who is he? Who will be the king of Israel? And suddenly he says that the hour has come to be glorified. Some thought that this glorifying hour would be him sitting on the throne in Jerusalem. But he started talking about a glory dealing with the seed he said the seed must fall into the earth and must die there to bring forth much fruit in verse 33 he says this he said signifying by what death he would glorify God how he needed to die. Somebody considered that glory is to sit on the throne in Jerusalem. But Jesus was talking about glory which dealt with rejection where he would be put down where he would be beaten where he would be brought to Golgotha where he would be crucified like a criminal where he would die on the cross. This was a humiliating death. People were stripped naked. They would be whipped. They would be bleeding all over the place. And Jesus went through all that torment. Jesus, what glory are you talking about? You're saying that the hour of glory has come. You see, the glory that people consider, it differs from the glory that God has. And here Jesus emphasizes that my glory is to die. It is to bring myself as a sacrifice. He talked about a seed. He said, when the seed dies, it will bring much fruit. In John chapter 15, we read, he says, by this the Father will be glorified if we bring forth much fruit. Once Jesus said, we can read in Matthew chapter 7, he said, by their fruits you will know them. And once again he spoke about fruits. He said, can a good tree bring bad fruit? Or vice versa? He says, it's impossible. But a good tree brings good fruit. And a bad tree brings bad fruit. It brings bad fruit. And further he says, few who say to me, Lord, Lord, will they see the kingdom of God. But those who fulfill my will, the fulfillment of the will always glorifies God. It's fruit. It's something that brings forth fruit. Everything that glorifies man, there's no fruit in it. And he says, only those who fulfill my will will they see the glory. That's the fruit. That's the good fruit. 
says, many will come. And they'll say, wasn't it by your name that we prophesied, that we cast out demons and created many miracles? And Jesus will not say, no, no, that wasn't by my name. Yes, they genuinely did that. They accomplished that. But he will say, get away from me, for I never knew you. And he points to their fruit. What was the fruit in their life? When they created the miracles. When they prophesied. When they cast out demons. He says, those who love and do injustice. That was their fruit. You know, his word that we receive, it's like a seed. And we have to receive it. And it has to dissolve itself. And then it needs to bring about that result. We read in 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1, where there's a word written. From verse 5 through 8. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Peter says that we have to give all diligence when we receive his fruit, the seed, it came in the form of a seed but something is enclosed in it in the seed there's something and when we give diligence for the seed to grow in us verse 8 tells us for if these things are yours and abound and if it abounds in your life we will, we will not be barren or unfruitful fruit success and fruit Jesus has never learned his people based on the giftings he looks for the fruit he comes up to the fig tree he looks at it there was no fruit and he cursed it Jesus seeks the fruit. That's why he will tell those people who didn't look at the fruit, but they looked at the giftings. You see, what is fruit? Fruit. When we receive the seed, God's seed, we receive Jesus in the form of this word. And when we receive him and we give all diligence for this glory, this treasure, through the knowledge of Jesus, for it would be revealed in me. People stop noticing me. They see Jesus. When Jesus 
Jesus sees fruit, he doesn't see us. He recognizes himself in us. When the fruit grows, when the seed grows, and it becomes a fruit, we reflect Jesus, not our actions. We're not bragging with ourselves, with our achievements, glorifying Jesus only. By this, the Father will be glorified. If you bring forth much fruit, Fruit is the reflection of Jesus. It's what's formed inside of us. And you will not remain barren and unfruitful in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. In other words, he will be revealed in us. People will see not our denomination, not what we've achieved, but they're going to see Jesus and what he's accomplished through your life, through the church where you're at, to see Jesus. How important it is to see this. You know, people who were famous in the midst of Israel, they believed in Jesus. But because they had the human glory, they had popularity, they were ashamed to openly confess that they believed in Jesus. They understood that the second they do that, they will lose this praise. They will be pushed out of the synagogue. And they hid that. Jesus emphasized that these people they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. The praise of God. You can be rejected. You can be put down. You can be cast out. You can be completely disregarded. People will mock you. But if you receive God's seed, the seed, which is a grain that cannot be anything else other than Jesus Christ, and when it becomes alive, this is a treasure. How important it is to see the treasure in that grain. Why is it in the earthen vessel, in the soil? It's the only place where the glory cannot be accounted to the people, but only to God. Because clay has no value in itself. That's why the seed that falls into the earth, it starts to bring fruit. Because the clay doesn't brag that it's accomplished something. The clay just carries for that seed that treasure to be revealed and the Father to be glorified. We live in a time when His name has to be exalted. We will see how the names of authorities will start to diminish, but the name of Jesus will be exalted. We're not going to look for specific anointed people to hear the word of God. God will be revealed through earthen vessels who have no value but the treasure will be revealed in them. This can be children. This can be teens. This can be young people. It can be middle-aged people. It can be older people. It doesn't matter. God needs the clay vessel 
for people to focus their attention not upon the clay but upon the treasure within. The time is coming. I believe that we've come into this time because the shovel's in his hand and he's preparing the work because the harvest is drawing near and he's going to gather this precious grain which will glorify his name into his storehouse. I believe that this is a special time when the choice will be to be praised before men or to praise the Lord. We need to make a decision to praise the Lord, to be His witness, to be people who will reflect Him. In the midst of the blight and darkness, the light will shine. It's not me shining, but the treasure within me. It's going to enlighten everything. People will run not to me, not to my teaching, not to my beautiful words, but they will run to Jesus who is the treasure within me. And all I need for that is for this clay to call it clay and not to give it any glory but the treasure to be exalted for this fruit to be visible for the name of the Lord to be glorified for all systems of the world to be put down all the structures that the devil built but for the name of Jesus to be glorified. I want to emphasize that today we live in a time where there's a huge withstanding. Somebody thinks that this is just a general position due to the coronavirus issue over all the people. This is an upstanding against the saints. Everything in this world revolves around the fact that the devil knows that he has very little time left. Today we're concentrating not on the battle against Masons, but to prepare the path for the Lord. He is our king. That's why we must be these vessels for this glory to be revealed and to be given not to us, but to God for him to be glorified. That's why during this time, when everything in this world has risen up. The devil knows that there's a power in the fellowship of saints because scriptures tell us the word of God talks to us about this that when you gather there is you have something you have a psalm you have edification you have revelation you have prophecy and when we share these things we enrich one another by Jesus there's power in that. And the devil is afraid of that. That's why he needs to separate us. The word of God tells us that when you gather and when you're in unity and you start to pray, no matter what you pray about, he's going to give it to you. There's power in that. 
In Hebrews we read where it says do not leave the gathering of the saints. The devil knows about this. He knows that when we gather there's power in that. That's why today there is a withstanding for us not to gather. But you know none of these attacks can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. No, no grief, no difficulty, no persecution, no death, nothing is capable to separate us. And if we have these relationships with him, we're going to have a relationship with one another. We're going to look for ways for the, to have this fellowship, to have this relationship. I want to call you to prayer. Today I wanted to share this with you the fact that the treasure that we have this treasure is hidden in earthen vessels and the glory is not to men not to a denomination but to our Lord Jesus Christ the given glory only to him I'm going to ask the worship team to come out we're going to pray I remembered an example I remember we once visited a famous person. I don't want to mention his name for you to misunderstand something. We were in his library. This was the history of his life, his ministry, his family. This is an incredible place. This man met many of the presidents of this country. Great people in this world. He made just huge crusades. The whole world knows him. Famous people in this world know him. You know, his life passed. History remains. Where you can come and look of his ministry, how he started. This truly is a huge sacrifice. And I don't want to diminish any of that. He did his work on this earth. What he was called to do. But I noticed one detail when they were talking about his family. And maybe somebody didn't notice this. But this touched me when I found out that in his family his daughters they went through divorces. His grandchildren they're not serving the Lord that one of his daughters who prior to marriage when she wasn't an adult yet she became pregnant and her dad was famous already and her mom advised her we can't take this child and they left the child in the hospital. They gave him into a foster home. 
And we don't know what turned out with that child. When I heard this information, I never heard this before. And I started to hurt a man famous for the entire world. But his very first granddaughter, who's left in the maternity ward, of whom nobody knows anything, his grandkids, during the life of this great evangelist, they were already not serving the Lord. I started thinking, there's got to be something wrong here. One of my uh, brother-in-laws is Evgeny Kalinchenko. His grandpa, who was a little over 30 at the time, and the Second World War started, as a Christian, he was arrested because he refused to pick up arms. He was put in prison. In that prison, he was uh, killed. When the German soldiers came into that city in a few years, they opened the prison and they let the relatives bury their relatives. His grandma found her husband. He was a little over 30. He was completely gray-haired. His nails were ripped out. The skin was peeled off his body. He died in complete lack of famor. But his generation, to this day, now his great-great-grandchildren are serving the Lord. Seemingly a death without any glory. He wasn't famous in this world. He was killed in a prison in a basement. But such a glorious heritage. The, the continuation of Christians who up to this day are faithful to the Lord. The fruit is visible how important it is to see this fruit who brings glory to God hallelujah can we rise there where you are would you stand if you have the opportunity please stand let's join together in prayer Jesus said the Father will be glorified by this if you will bring forth much fruit we carry a treasure in an earthen vessel that the glory the excellence of the glory would be given to God and not to us all glory to him people desire to glorify themselves they might try to hide under the name of Jesus we're not judging them Paul says even those who preach out of pretense even trying to harm me but if through that word somebody comes to Jesus 
I'm going to be celebrating but how important it is that Jesus would recognize us and he will know us according to our fruit because this fruit will reflect his character his nature and his image he will glorify God hallelujah precious Lord we give you all glory I thank you for this wonderful time the time when you cleanse us when your hands hold on to the shovel and you prepare your storehouse to gather the harvest we thank you that your church is a glorious church it's without spot or blemish it expects you somebody waits for other things but we are preparing the path for you come Lord what you've determined for these days these difficult days this is a difficult time but it is a glorious time for the church and we thank you we exalt you we thank you for your touch for the fact that you are for your word for your seed that you've sown we receive it for it to be in an earthen vessel for this treasure to be revealed for us to bring all diligence that our faith would be demonstrated and it would demonstrate in our lives our lifestyle our relationship with you and we will not remain barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of you we exalt your holy name we praise you hallelujah beloved do not doubt what God has for you someone will say the time has passed life has passed and maybe you can't return anything you don't have to hold on to the past let go of it God has something so much better for you today for this time to use you you can say who am I I'm no longer in the strength that I had God says that's the very time when the glory will not be given to you but the Lord will be glorified once God came to Moses and he spoke to him through a thorn bush Moses was 80 years old and God says your time has come return to Egypt and bring my people out out of this slavery and he said Lord 40 years ago I had strength I had the sword in my hand I was able to fight but now I'm nobody I'm just a shepherd and instead of the sword I have a staff find somebody else the Lord says no it's the very time you're now ready because 40 years ago you would think that you accomplished this but now you will know that it is I that did it by your hand 
that did it by your hand. Hallelujah. By this, the Father will be glorified when we bring forth much fruit. He will recognize us in the fruit. He will recognize us because of that. Hallelujah. I'm so happy that He will know us because He will see Himself in us. We will reflect Him. That's the fruit that glorifies God. Hallelujah. So I bless you for you to be strengthened in the Lord, for you not to doubt that it is your time. It's the time of your calling to bring forth much fruit for God's glory in the name of Jesus. Amen.